Are you ready to become awesomer? Hello, everyone. My name is Umar Hamid. I'm your host on the No Limit Selling Podcast, where industry leaders share their tips, strategy, and advice on how you can become better, stronger, faster. Just before we get started, I've got a question for you. Do you have a negative voice inside your head? We all do, right? I'm going to help you remove that voice in under 30 days guaranteed. Not only remove it, but transform it. So instead of the voice that sabotages you, there's one that propels you to much higher levels of performance and success. There's a link in the show notes. Click on it to find out more. All right, let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the No Limit Selling Podcast. Today, we have two, kind of one, two brilliant people joining us today, and I cannot do them justice when I introduce them. So, Tammy, please do a 60-second introduction and tell us how fabulous you are. Well, I am known as the hold-your-hand-and-kick-your-ass business coach. I've been working with small businesses for over 20 years, and where I focus is working with solopreneurs as early in their journey as possible, like idea stage, ideally, up to two years in business. And I work on teaching them the basic foundational skills that they need to first survive in business and then thrive. Because most new businesses fail, and that number is horrifying and unnecessary, and they're failing not because they don't have a great product or service or that the owner isn't working hard enough, they're failing because they are lacking the basic business skills in order to build a business around their product or service. And that's what I help them with. Ah, love that. And Michael. I am Michael Samuels, otherwise known as PD, the identity strategist. I am a motivational speaker, um, even though I don't coin myself that way because motivation fades. But I'm also an author and a speaker. And my whole idea is that I believe and know that there's a superhuman quality in each and every body. They just need to learn how to access it and utilize it to become the best version of themselves that they can be. Yeah, words to live by, both of you, because ultimately at the end of the day, uh, there's a quote from uh, the guy that uh, wrote the comic strip Pogo. It was like back in the ancient days and the 20s and stuff. And there's this one uh, phrase that he used, we have met the enemy and the enemy is us. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's a, so how come, Tammy, let's start with you. It's so easy to see greatness in someone else and it's hard to see it in ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's, that's the way that we're, we're raised in pretty much any culture I've come across. But definitely when I was growing up, it's like, you're not to toot your own horn. You're not supposed to brag or do any of this stuff. We are supposed to be polite and lift other people up. So it's always fine to project the good things out. And if we go through and we think about it, we can think about, if I ask you, tell me five mistakes that you made yesterday mm. and you'll like, you'll go listing. You'll probably give me 50. But if I go, tell me five things that you did right yesterday. And most people are going like, I have no idea what I did right. And we're focusing on the wrong things. And then we're wondering why we're not accomplishing very much because we're always beating ourselves up. It's not saying we don't need to pay attention to where we fell short or where we need to improve. But if all of your focus is on that, you're not going to really improve that much. We need to focus more on what we're doing well and our progress and our successes mm -hmm. so we can build on that. Absolutely. And Michael, why do you think, you know, we tend to be our own worst critics? 
You know, actually, that's interesting because I kind of had that conversation with my son the other day, and it comes into more or less the fact that I agree with Tammy 100%. We were told not to, in, in essence, pat ourselves on the back or toot our own horns. And because of that, for so many years that have passed and gone on because of who we are and where we're set to be, not just in the fact that we've lost identity and understanding of who we are, then we sit and we look at it because we, we, we build ourselves continuously and continuously, kind of like looking at Facebook or Instagram and seeing other people's lives. So we want to, in essence, be that person, but we're not. And it's so hard for us to pat ourselves on the back and take what I call the small wins over and over again, just even the smallest ones to, cr to credit ourselves and say, hey, I'm doing the best that I can, but we want to be somebody else. That's why I believe that's, that's so true in that aspect. We want to be we want to be 100 miles farther than the five miles that we're at. So mm -hmm. it kind of keeps us in the middle because we both know that when you take a rubber band and pull one in and pull the other, that you're getting resistance on both ends, which keeps the one in the middle in the game of tug of war sitting quite there in the middle. Brilliant. So, uh, Michael, one of the things you do is help people find strategy. So why don't you define what do you what is strategy? And a lot of people get confused by strategy and tactics. So mm -hmm. define both for us and maybe give us an example of those in action. And, and that could be seen because it's seen differently by different people. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing, and I'll kind of just tell you what I do. I mean, to help people understand is that we first help them find their identity and we help them build a straight plan and a strategy to accept who they are. And that's because in the beginning, we were given a blueprint in which we thought that's what man should be. And when we were kids, it was a lot easier because it was like, hey, look, this is what a man does and this is what a man is supposed to be. And now the lines are so blurred that I help them identify that. One, I say, who are you? And why do you want to do this? And then what is the point? What, what can you help? Who can you help? And why are we here? And when you've found your purpose and all that, I believe that then you can strategize more to move forward into who um, helping other people to be who they need to be. Now, I agree. I think the strategy and tactics are two different, in essence, are two different things because tactics would be more of a battle plan. And we're not looking for a battle plan right now. We just want to get you on the playing field so that we can get you to see what's going on in front of you so you can build up your, your net, your, I say your net worth and who you are so that you can help or even help yourself be a better person later on down the line and strategize day by day by day because not every day is going to be perfect. And so even in my own case, I have those days where I have to re readjustify my or redo my strategy and kind of step over and start over again. Brilliant. So uh, just because I'm a pushy kind of guy, Give me Man. a one sentence. What is strategy? <laughs> For me, strategy is a mental plan while tra while the tactical part is more of the hands-on physical battle plan. Brilliant. Well said. So Tammy, uh, you work with clients and help them build better lives. And uh, how does strategy and tactics play into that? Well, I, I love what Mike was saying, like strategy is kind of the big picture where you want to be going and then tactics are more like the day to day. How are you going to be doing it? And you, you need both. I always say, OK, you can go to 
New York, you could go to Tech Tech Tech, you can go to San Francisco, or you can go to Sydney, Australia. They're all perfectly fine destinations, but depending on where you want to go and more mm. importantly, where are you starting from? You're going to be planning things out a bit differently. Um, you can, like, where I am, I could definitely drive to San Diego, but it's going to take a little bit of time. I cannot drive to Sydney, Australia. So once we've figured that out, then we can look at the tactics. Okay, well, do I need to be booking a ticket? What ticket am I looking at? How long? When do I, how am I going to get to the airport? All of those things. That's more the tactics. And the same thing for when you're building a business. Like, what is your end goal? What What is the purpose of building this? And then how do we do the tactics of what do you need to be doing day in and day out to help you accomplish that? So I'll give you my kind of two cents worth on those two topics. Uh, so strategy is really out thinking the situation. Mm -hmm. It's really figuring out how we're going to win, what we define that we want to win. And then the tactics are the things we do to implement that strategy, the day-to-day -day activities we do, email marketing, networking, all those kinds of things. So one of the things that we need in this world is practical advice you can execute now. Because we can certainly have, you know, like these theories. So uh, I'm going to play a game with you guys, and it's going to be a little bit of heavy lifting. So we all work with people that are, let's say, solopreneurs that are building businesses and doing stuff. And although they might be doing different things, we have common things that get in the way. Mindset. Uh, we have uh, hiring employees. We have uh, negotiating contracts. So why don't we start uh, a game? And ladies first. What's one piece of advice you'd give Tammy that would help uh, fledgling uh, entrepreneurs uh, become more successful? Well, the one thing that I've been working with my clients for years and works very, very well, spend time planning and then so that you know what you're working on. So many people, when they're solopreneurs and starting out, all they're doing is reacting. They're like the ball in the pinball machine and they get a phone call or something happens and they're just bouncing all over the place and getting all bruised and wondering why things aren't working. So I train people, okay, we plan out our week. What are your priorities? What are the things that you need to be doing? Making sure that you're not overfilling your calendar. You need to have white space in order to deal with the things that are coming up. But if you have a plan set out, okay, these are the things I wanna be working on my marketing plan. Okay, I need to be getting this thing put together for this client. I need to be looking at like spending time going over my financials so I know what's going on number wise and can see those opportunities, then you can fit those in because there's so many people, they just, they go into work and they're working really hard, but they're exhausted because they're not really working towards anything specific. Mm. They're just dealing with whatever is thrown their way. And that's really tiring and extremely mm. ineffective. So the number one thing I would say, take some time to do some planning for what are your priorities, how you're going to do it. And then it's a lot more likely you're going to get that done. Love it. Michael, number two, what would you advise? You know, we making a plan, we do everything. But one thing I realized out of a lot of people, even entrepreneurs and even in my own self, is that it all falls down to mindset. Mm -hmm. And if your mind isn't correct, you're going to cause yourself to fail. One of the things that I say all the time is that your mindset will either be your prison or your passport. You decide. And if you decide that you're going to fail 
then you're going to fail. I mean, what they say, even a broke, broken clock is correct two times a day. Now, if you set your mindset and say, hey, I'm going to do the best, I'm going to do better than I can, and I'm going to be the best in my field and the whole nine yards. And I know it sounds hokey, but that's that's the plan that I look at and saying, hey, you need to change your mindset to a positive aspect so that you don't set yourself up for failure. Nice. So I'm going to go number three. Number three is make sure you have fun. That if your clients are laughing and you're laughing, your employees are laughing, there's joy there that's contagious and people want to work with you and people want to be your clients. So have fun and make that uh, calendar it in if you need to. Tammy, number four to you. Number four, okay, so I, I, love, I love what Michael said. I love what you said because business is all about relationships, relationships with our clients and customers, relationships with our suppliers, relationships with our subcontractors, employees, whatever you want to call them. And you need to be thinking about you're dealing with people. So much of our world is going to apps and digital and all of this stuff. Well, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. You still have to remember you are a person dealing mm -hmm. with another person. And when you're building and strengthening those relationships, that's going to help you personally, because who wants to just deal with like nothingness? And that's what it is when you take the relationship out of it. And it helps you build a stronger business because we do business with people we know, like, and trust. And in order for that to happen, mm -hmm. we have to get to know people. We have to like the people that we're dealing with and we have to earn that trust. So yeah. remember, you are a person dealing with other people. Nice. Mm. Uh, for you, sir, you get number five. I get, I get, you know, honestly, I, I kind of build off of what Tammy said because that's so true. Without building that relationship, the people that we deal with, um, regardless, can either make us prosperous or they can cause us to fail. Now, I hear a lot of times people saying, I don't like networking, but. I've changed that phrase. I mean, I don't like the word networking myself. One, it sounds too cold, but I've designed and set it up to be like, it's just relationship building. It's like the relationship I build with my wife or my child or the people outside next door because that next person could be my million, my million dollar customer or not, but you don't know. So you have to build a relationship so that you can build on that to continue to build on that. I mean, it's endless, but we keep going to these apps and all these other things, like you said, Timmy, which are great but they don't get us anywhere. I mean, I can try and build my brand on Instagram all I want, but if I'm not out there building that relationship personally, sitting on my butt, those people really don't know me. So I kind of see where they say, hey, you need to allow these people to know who and what you are, but I still don't I still don't see it where if I'm not face to face with them. If I don't get to talk to them, even you know, somewhere or another that I can't build that one-on-one -on -one relationship that actually causes for built and growth inside of a company or a business, not an app like Instagram or Facebook. And that, that's my personal opinion on that. Just a joke before we go further. Ooh. What's the difference between networking and not working? Just one letter. Uh, and uh, <laughs> some people spend a lot of time networking with no results. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go for number six. And number six is this, is get somebody outside of your company to interview your customers and really mm -hmm. ask them, what does Michael really do for you? Where's the value there? And oftentimes what happens is 
they articulate what you do better than we do. And number two, sometimes you go, huh, I thought we were doing this and they really value this. So I think that ongoing once a quarter, getting somebody outside the company that uh, the customer can just go, yeah. well, let me tell you what I love about Tammy is she helps me da 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 da. And you're like, Ooh, I should put that in my ad. So okay. yeah, talk to your customers and get somebody else to do it. Cause you'll get uh, more of the truth. Cause they uh, won't like uh, feel like they're uh, hurting your feelings or buttering you up. Mm, I like so that. Tammy, take it away. You get number seven. Okay, so something that I preach on all the time for absolutely everything is whenever you finish anything, it being a sales car, a marketing moment, putting together, whatever it is, always do an autopsy. What worked? What didn't? What do I want to try next time? And I'm a huge fan of do it in writing, our handy dandy friend, the pen or the pencil, and do it right away so that it's fresh in your mind. What worked? What was something that was absolutely awesome about this? Or a few things. What didn't? Where did we have the problems, the obstacles? And then here's the next thing. What do I want to try next time? Because this is what helps us grow and improve. This is honest feedback for ourselves. Whether like you're doing, a, I do a lot of speaking. So speaking opportunities, trade shows, like I said, sales things. What worked? What didn't? What do I want to try next time? And that, if you're doing that consistently, especially if you're doing it in writing, will help you improve at mm -hmm. like a geometric rate. Awesome. Michael, mm. number eight. And I like that because I speak a lot. And you, do you ever wonder like when you're talking and you're doing it and then like in five minutes later when everything's done and the adrenaline's down and you're like, I wish I had said that. Yeah. Or I wish, and that, so I, I, I'm i with that 100% because I, I, I kind of, I didn't think about it as an autopsy, but I kind of, I just, I go back and I, I reevaluate my whole process. And like she said, what worked, what didn't work so that, I can perfect what, or even get better at what I was doing, but then I can help someone else do the same thing. And I do, do the same thing with other people. Um, when, I mean, I don't coach a lot, but when I do talk to people and I look and, you know, we look at people and say, hey, look, what worked for you? What didn't work for you? What's working for you now? It's the same thing with social media and building your brand. I mean, it's like, what's working for you? What's not working for you? And I have notes all over my desk sitting here, kind of like, will this work? This didn't work. And that's honestly one of the steps that we have to continue to go towards each and every day. And then even the people that work for you, you sit there and say, hey, look, you need to evaluate your day. So don't they say it's like one of the things that we do at the end of the day is we should give our employees or whoever at least a half hour so that they can re deconstruct the day that they went through so they don't have to try to think about it the next day because we know they're not going to think about it when they go home. When they go home, it's all their family or sit down in video games or whatever. But if they have that half hour to 40 minutes to deconstruct and reconstruct the whole day that they went through on what worked for them and what didn't work for them, it'll make things such a better place for them. Oh, brilliant. I love that, both of you guys. And I think uh, doing the autopsies for – some people don't do them at all. Oh, uh, many people do them for things that fail. And a few people do it for things that worked. And I think doing it for uh, what worked, what didn't is like totally brilliant. So here is my number nine. I'm going to give you a 9.1 and a 9.2. Uh, so one is always be learning. Learn something new. It doesn't have to be right in the uh, 
coaching or business. It could be a cooking book, but you're going to pick up something there and go, oh my God, I could apply that over here to helping my clients. So always be learning and B, don't always read uh, serious business books. Get some candy in there. Get a thriller or romance. So I, I normally go thriller, uh, nonfiction, thriller, nonfiction, and that just keeps me engaged. And you learn from both. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I ho- I know how to hack into the uh, missile codes for Russia. I mean, it, it could come in handy. Who knows? Uh, Tammy, number 10. So this is the last round. Well, so I, will, I will expand on, on what you, you said. I love the always, always be learning. Like I'm huge on that. And I don't read fiction. I like movies and stuff like that. So that's how I get my candy. But what I would say is make sure that you are learning outside of your industry, outside mm. of your area of expertise. I love paying attention to what all sorts of other people are doing and then stealing and adjusting what they're doing and seeing how that can work for me or how could this work for a client of mine where so many of the times we spend all of our time with birds that are just like us. Well, that keeps us in a very tight silo. But when we are like, I've got clients that are in the trades and professions and, and brick and mortar businesses and work at home and online and all of this. And Mm -hmm. I love that because I'm taking bits and pieces of information from all over the place and putting it together in a new way. So I would say, yes, always be learning, but be learning outside of your area of expertise and your industry, because that's where you get new ideas. Mm-hmm. Oh, brilliant. Cross-pollination makes me happy. Oh, cross-pollination is the best. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll build on that because I, I, I agree. I mean, with me, I sit here and with so many hats, I mean, I already read a lot of different books. I guess what they say, readers are leaders. And so I try to read a book a week, but I have so many different different hats that I wear throughout the day that I have so many different books. And so I had to figure out a way to continue my learning outside of what I had. And a lot of that was in relationships and spending time with other people, not just spending time with speakers and authors and people that were normally in my circle, but learning to hang out with people outside of my circle because I I like tech. So I'll read tech books, kind of like modern tech and brand new Apple computers and (laughs) all that kind of stuff. And I, I mean, I'm drawn to those, but I found out the best way for me to do it was through relationship and talking to people that are completely out of my wheelbase or relating to people completely out of my wheelbase. Because one thing that Tammy did say was about unintentional collaboration. Mm. Love it. So I'm going to do the last one. Is this number nine? No, no, we are number 12. Oh, 12. 12, so here we go. Nine. One and B, A and B. So now you're doing 12. Let's <laughs> go okay. so 12. So I think you should take time to compliment people. And mm-hmm. by that, I mean not saying, Tammy, you have nice hair, which uh, you know would be nice, but just really with your clients, with your employees, with people that you care about, and just going, you know, what I really admire about you is something authentic and real. And I think it does a couple of things. Number one, it lets them actually uh, feel the warmth of your love. Mm-hmm. And B, oftentimes there people are so critically looking at themselves of what's not right that it just enhances the ego and it helps. And it just makes you feel good as well. 
So don't do it to butter somebody up, but do it because you genuinely care about them and love them and let them know what you appreciate. And I think that's uh, the theme that we talked about today was very much uh, we're all human beings and we're all connected. And that relationship is, is what makes life worth living. So before we leave, uh, uh, Tammy, uh, two part question, what makes you happy? And how can people get a hold of you? We're going to put all your links in the show notes as well. But uh, uh, so what makes you happy and how can people get a hold of you? What makes me happy? I love connecting with other positive shit disturbers. These are people that are out in the world, stirring up the pot and making the world a better place. And there's so many of them out there and they do not get the the press and the exposure that they need because we always hear about all the things that are going wrong and the problems yes we need to be informed but once again let's focus on good people doing good things and that's how we improve things and how can people get a hold of me well through my website ksabusiness.ca i'm on instagram at ksa.business and would love to help people So .ca, that's Canada. Where are you located? I'm a pasty white Canadian chick in British Columbia. So that's on the west side of Canada, above Washington State. I used to uh, live in Vancouver many moons ago, but just kind of moved back to Toronto recently from the States. Uh, So, uh, Michael, what makes you happy and how can people get a hold of you? You know, that's a a, a loaded question because a lot of things make me happy. I think... um, no, no, we're not talking about cigarettes. We're talking about, you know, emotional <laughs> things. Well, a lot of, I mean, a lot of things outside of that would make, I think one of the biggest things is knowing that the people around me are happy. Nice. The happiest. Um, knowing that people know who they are, that they know their purpose, because one of the biggest things is when we don't know our purpose, everybody around us is confused. Mm. And, the best way people can reach me, I will send all my stuff over, but probably the best way is um, my, I ha- do have a number set up. It's a text number and it's directly to me and I'll send you that number as well. And I'm the one who answers. I'm the one who talks. My administration, nobody else talks. It's me. Um, and I want people to know that it's directly me, but my social media, even though I try not to spend too much time on it because it's a brain and time killer, as we both know. Um my I have my my website I don't use as much, but the text is probably the best way, and I'll send you that number. All right, brilliant. Hey everyone, thanks for being on the show, Tammy. Really enjoyed this conversation. Michael, thank you much for coming on the show. And dear listeners and viewers, stay tuned for another episode. And if you've got any ideas for brilliant guests, send them our way and we'll get those people on board kicking and screaming. If you enjoyed this episode, please go to iTunes and leave a five-star rating. And if you're looking for more tools, go to my website at nolimitselling.com. I've got a free mind training course there that's going to teach you some insights from the world of neuro-linguistic programming, and that is the fastest way to get better results.